Hello, everybody. God, am I still too fucking loud? No, I think I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. What's up? I broke my promise again, didn't I? I've been trying to be more um, consistent, but it's tough. Because I'm busy, 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 busy. Busy, 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 busy. There ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I get no rest. No rest. It's not like I'm sitting around, you know, on my fucking, on my fucking ass all day. Sometimes. I'm just kidding. No, man. Um, life's been real nuts lately. R- real nuts. Um, day in the life is waking up at five and then going to the gym, um, trying to shoot some fitness content, or die, which we've been doing. Which you should go, if you haven't looked at, go look at that. Kairos underscore underscore fitness. Kairos underscore two underscores fitness. You spell Kairos K-A-I-R-O-S. It's a Greek word, which means awakening. Paul used it in the New Testament. And that's what we called it. Now, we would do one underscore. I tried that, but some fuck used it. And I haven't gone and looked at, you know, what he's up to. But, um, you know, we're cranking it out. It's me and Clay um, putting together some fitness content, some motivational content, some inspirational content. And we look like douchebags, fully aware of that, fully aware of that, and that's all right with me. I'm okay with that because um, if your actions fit in with everybody else, they're not extraordinary. They're not extraordinary. So we do look like douchebags, but we're trying to do good things. It's something I've always wanted to do. I've always loved fitness. Um, I've been getting in. I've. This is actually interesting. I've like accidentally become ripped like to a level that I don't think I've been in before. I'm in the best shape of my life um, and like – Right now, I've got so many other things going on that it wasn't even a priority. It's like I I just accidentally, like I, you know, when you trip and fall, when you trip and fall, like just accidentally, I tripped and fell and then got an eight pack. I, I don't know how it, I don't know how it happened. It's like when you accidentally bump into a door. You know, like you, you hit your shoulder on a door because you're, you're rushing too much or, you know, the dog got out or, 
you know, Palestine's attacking or whatever it may be. I bumped my shoulder into a door and now I have striations in my delts and this little vein poking out saying, I, uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Um, I've been doing sprints lately. Um, literally just cause I'm bored. Like I went to crunch the goaded gym, best gym there is bar none. Fuck LA fitness. Fuck one life. Fuck anything else. Crunch is the best gym to go to by far. Best staff, best amenities, best culture, best equipment. Checks boxes. Okay. So they have this turf platform, right? And it's about, I would say, I think it's 25 yards, maybe 20, maybe 30. Um, But so I did sprints yesterday with kettlebells. I did 35 pound kettlebells each each hand and was cooking dude cooking i was cooking and i did 10 of those um 30 second breaks and then i did three with 45 pounds with 30 second breaks it's good try it it works um then i was then i did like a little jump roping and man, that show gets you right. Because I ain't been eating well. I have not been eating well at fucking all. Like I have been eating. So Tuesday, I have the same breakfast every day now. Because like I have to go to the gym and then immediately go to work. And just shower at the gym. And so what I do is I get a tub of Greek yogurt from Target. You know, those liberal fucks. And... um I go get a yogurt, a Greek yogurt, vanilla, sometimes vanilla honeybean, but only if I'm feeling like real girly. And I'll go buy that and then I'll put cinnamon toast crunch in it and oh my God, my God, out of the fucking world how good it is it's like a dessert but it's like got a lot of protein in it it's good now the cinnamon toast crunch is probably not let's be honest it's probably not great but it tastes good it does taste good so i eat that that's like a shit ton of calories and protein and then i'm good for like the day lunch will be um, like five cups of coffee and a couple cigarettes probably. And then um, Tuesday night I have Bible study and they have pizza there. And I didn't, um, when I saw the pizza, I couldn't control myself. And so I, <laughs> and <laughs> I ended up having like probably five slices, which there were only, <laughs> there were like two pizzas. But I had five, five slices, um, so I had you know the brunt of uh, of the servings. But I needed it. I'm I needed it. I needed the carbs. Um, but not healthy exactly. 
but still I accidentally am getting wrecked. You know, I don't know what it is. It's either the sprints or the Lord. Lord. It could be the Lord. Just saying here. And I don't even want it right now. It's crazy. Um, like I've cared more about my fitness in the past and gotten like half the results. And now that like I don't really care, um, it's like insane. I'm just like, I don't know. So maybe that's the tip. Like fuck protein shakes, fuck uh, periodic training intervals, fuck CrossFit, you know, fuck uh, hypertrophy, you know, whatever. Just literally one, take tips from me. One, don't care. Two, eat like shit. Three, do sprints. Carry the boats. Carry the boats. And then four, a lot of cigarettes and coffee. That, I'm telling you, it'll work. It'll work. As long as you just consistently do it. A lot of people, like the problem is, is that a lot of people want like a fucking shortcut. You know, like um, the whole American culture, especially American fitness is like shortcut. What's the shortcut? Is it keto? Is it protein shakes? Is it periodic training? Is it CrossFit? Is it uh, you know uh, f- German volume training? Is it do I need to wear a leg sleeve on my left leg on leg day? No. The key is just consistency, which people are bad at. People are like, I get busy. I just, I don't know. I got busy. I got busy. I got a new job and you know, I don't want to wake up that early. Here's a good quote. This is from the fitness gram. Okay. If you want to do what others can't, you have to be willing what other to do. Fuck, I fucked it up. You have to be willing to do what others won't. Mic drop. Um, so, you know, like, yeah, okay, you got a new job. It's early. It's at 9. Dude, fuck it. Wake up at 5. If you're waking up at 8, everybody's waking up at 8. Wake up at 5. You know? But people want, like, shortcuts. Um, how to get jacked in 60 days. Or not even that, like, fucking five days. Like, Americans are like, how do I look like Schwarzenegger in three days? And currently, I'm 5'3 and 280. And it's just not realistic. One, it's not realistic. Two, it's stupid. Because then if you could do that, there'd be no value in it. You know? That's like an economic principle. If everybody could have a million dollars right now, a million dollars wouldn't be worth anything. Would it? That's inflation. That was very prophetically prevalent. Claps to me. Um, but so yeah, just consistency. Um, and then don't even worry about intensity. Um, because like the intensity will come. Eventually, if you're just going every day and you're starting at like, let's say like, you know, out of a scale of 10, you're at like a two intensity. If you're doing that every day, eventually you're going to get bored and then you're going to go to a three intensity. 
And you go to a four. And then you'll go to a 15 like me and just accidentally get a fucking eight pack. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so fitness has been fun. Um, go follow the page, go like all the shit, watch it in the morning and then just mm, 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 go ham, dude. Cause that's what we're doing. We're going ham. We're going ham, bro. All the time. Um, the main thing I've been focused on lately is the Lord almighty. If I'll be honest with you, and this is a Christian podcast, you don't have to be Christian to listen to this podcast, even though nobody listens to this podcast, but, um, get right with the Lord. Something I learned this week, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I was talking to this about one of my friends or talking about this to one of my friends and I asked him if he knew what yoke meant and he said like egg yolk and I said no no not the egg yolk Brian but the verse is Matthew 11:28 Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So for anybody who thinks that uh, yoke is the egg yoke, um, it's actually in this context, um, the beam that gets strapped to a, a bull or an ox that carries, you know, a plow or heavy materials or whatever the fuck it may be, a heavy load, right? They call them beast of burden because of that. You know, they're taking the burden. It's like anything like a donkey or an ox or whatever. Anyway, um, so that imagery connotates, you know, a heavy weight. And so what does that mean for us? Why is this, you know, a parable? Well, you know, we carry a lot of burdens, you know, worry, anxiety, guilt, depression, regret, sadness. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else? Addiction, you know? And so now Jesus is saying that burden that you carry, I can make it easier and lighter. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. So it's like if you imagine this, right? Like you are this tiny little ox, okay? And you're carrying this big ass yoke, huge. And you're barely trudging along. Maybe you're not at all. Maybe you're just standing still, but you're trying. And it's just like you're barely trudging along and it's so hard because the yoke's so heavy and you're just barely moving, barely moving. And then right beside you, is this huge ox, and that's Jesus. And he's just walking right beside you with no yoke, and he's just like, you know, I can help you. I can help this little thing, but he just won't let me. He won't invite me into his life. I can't, I can't help until you let me. It's either out of, out of spite some people hate God. You'd actually be surprised how many people just hate God and not not believe in Him, but just hate Him. So it's either out of spite or it's just out of ignorance. For me, it was out of ignorance. 
You know, I didn't believe that. I thought I could handle all my problems. And and this is a problem of like the the masculinity hype culture we have now, right? Is that your yoke, the heavier it is, gives you more pride that you made it through that. You know, your scars are your your trophies in a way. You know, that comes from like Andrew Tate and fucking David Goggins, Jocko Willink, all that shit. And like, you know, it's good to go through hard shit and you should be confident in your abilities to handle tribulation. But make no mistake, you're not the one carrying it. Um, one, if it's easy, but two, you could make it a lot easier and have a lot more peace if you did. And three, the yoke can always get too heavy. It can always get too heavy, bro. You can't like think like David Goggins advice of like running a hundred miles until you're shedding blood can only get you so far. But then when you go through something like, you know, okay. So let's say you, let's say you, um, get bullied at school, running a hundred miles can probably help you carry that burden. Thank you, David. But if you lose, you know, your mom or you're like borderline suicidal or you are suicidal or, you know, you lost your job and now you have, you know, you have nothing. Running a hundred miles ain't going to help none of that. I guarantee you. Because if you lost your job and you run a hundred miles, you're going to be running a hundred miles and then taking a shower nowhere because you're homeless. Um, and still be sad. But when you have the Lord, you can now shoulder that, or you just give that burden away, pretty much. Or you shoulder it with Jesus, and he helps you through. He helps you through. So that's my bit of advice today. All of your burdens, all your worries, all your fears, all your anxieties, all your sadness, it's not yours. Give it back. It's not yours. Give it back. Return it. Return to Santa. Address unknown. No such number. No such zone. We had a quarrel. A lover spat. All right. Um. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, I have to <laughs> I have to tell about one of the funniest things that I've seen in a long time in a very inappropriate place, a place where I wouldn't expect to find um, something so funny, but it was just like perfect. So... I go to church on Sunday. We go to a small little Baptist church because I'm very traditional. And um, there's not like a ton of people there. It's a great church, um, great pastor, great people, um, small enough congregation, but big enough congregation where it's like that that sweet spot, sweet spot. And um, worship, I've never been a worship guy, but I've been trying to. Um, because, 
you know, like it's it's in the Bible. It's important, and like I know a lot of people that do get stuff from it. So I'm like, maybe my attitude's wrong. So whatever. So I've been trying to um, get better with it and like buy in. And so anyway, they start playing. They go through the first song. It was good. They go through the second song, and it was good too. But it's like this upbeat song. It's like you know, it wasn't actually that, but it was like something like that. Yankee Doodle went two times. (laughs) But so it was like an upbeat song, right? And so um, these two ladies, about 30 seconds in, just start clapping. And (laughs) dude, nobody else starts clapping. (laughs) And I'm sitting there. You know, standing up with my head down, and I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing because I feel bad for them, um, but I also don't, right? So I feel bad for them because that sucks, dude. (laughs) That sucks to be the one to start the clap, and then that's it. That's nobody else joins because usually, you know, people will join. Just because it's not a lot of effort, you're just clapping, whatever the song the song uh, calls for it, maybe, and so you just clap along. You know, it's not it's not a big deal. Normally, most people would do it, but everybody else was in defiance for for some reason, including me. You know, because I and I'm not gonna join now. I'm not gonna be the third person in this outcast group to start clapping. Then I get lumped in with the consequences. And so when you when you start, you know, like there's always that moment at a party or at like a event, like a game or, you know, some shit where like, like, so let's say, you know, you hear a song like that. People just start clapping like at a concert. Usually everybody will join in. Okay. Or like at like a party, if you're in a dance circle and then one guy goes in and you start going, eh, eh, eh. your hope is for everybody else to do it. Because if they don't, one of two things. <laughs> if they don't, only one of two things can happen. You either look like an idiot and you just keep clapping. And you just say, fuck it, I'm just going to keep sending it. You know, like I don't care if nobody joins in. We all know you do, but you just keep sending it, right? And then the other option is to then be to puss out and just stop. And then everybody's like, damn, they got too scared. Either way, you're, you are down bad, down bad, dude, down bad. And it's so funny because it's like, it's one of those things where you you don't really think of like the consequences of what happens if it could go wrong. You know, you just are kind of like in the moment and you're like, yo, what if I did this? And you know, everybody just starts getting along. Oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. And so when you're thinking about doing it, you don't think about how it goes wrong. You know, you don't think of the possibility that, you know, they might not clap with you. 
And so now you've just got to be the lone wolf just sending it and look like an idiot. Or how you just have to bail the fuck out and just stop, right? And so <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, sex, like, or an abortion. Like if you, if you knew that you could get earth earth the possibility of the negative consequence of getting pregnant was real to you as a real outcome, you probably wouldn't be having sex, right? Or the possibility of having to get an abortion was real to you, you probably wouldn't be having sex. But nobody thinks about that. Now, hey, I'm, you know, I'm pro-choice. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But nobody thinks of the consequences, right? You just kind of like, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. And so um, these ladies went with the former or the latter, my mistake, it's the latter. They went with the first one. They just kept doing it, the whole song. And that made me laugh even more. <laughs> because of like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> like, that sucks. That sucks so bad that you have to like now just look like an idiot in the church. And you can't stop, especially in church. Because it's kind of like... You know, it's kind of like maybe like an understood thing that like God's like, you know, working through you, not like speaking in tongues, but like, you know, he's like, you're getting in the moment for God. So then if you get out of that, then you're like defying God. And then everybody knows that the whole jig was just about you being cool and being in the moment. So you can't stop. You have to just keep going. But you look even worse too because now you're like definitely stealing the attention. So even like in church, it's the worst to do it. And these two ladies did not realize it. And I look over and you know, two, two, two minutes into the song. Two minutes into the song. It's over there like. And I could see in their eyes the pain, you know. They were putting a smile on their face, but I could see the pain of what they were going through. And I felt bad, but again, I'm not going to now lump myself in with you guys. Like, this is bad. I'm not going to do that. You know? I was being a sweet boy minding my own business, you know, with my head down trying to pray and buy into worship and you know I, I'm not I certainly won't start clapping you know um so yeah, but then what makes it even better is what happened next okay it gets even better so it's bad <laughs> it's baptism day right so um, a bunch of these kids are getting baptized, which is a beautiful thing. You know, they're getting saved. They're dedicating their lives to Jesus, all that stuff. And it's their day, okay? Like this is, this is their day. It's not the pastor's day. It's not, 
the church's day, you know, this is their day. They made a big decision. It should be honored as such, right? God, I'm going to spit so much. Um, so the focus is on them, okay? And then <laughs> in the middle of the second kid that was up, when they're giving the speech, like, this is little Johnny. Johnny's been here since he was, you know, two years old. Um, he's now giving his life to Jesus. In the middle of it, <laughs> this guy just full sends one of these dad sneezes. Like, you know how dad sneeze where it's just too much? Like, my dad will like, and I'm not going to do it because it's too loud, but he'll go like, ah! And it's just like so loud. It scares you every time. And you know it's fake because like a normal human will sneeze, really most humans will sneeze like, like, like you know, real, like, <clears throat> or <laughs> something like that, something mild, right? So to have a normal human bodily function and it make that standard noise, there's just no way that it's real that you have to, you know, do a, an exorcism every time you sneeze, you know? <laughs> it's not real. I know it's fake. It's like, you know, most people fart within a given range of like, you know, to it's like if somebody farted and it sounded like Hiroshima, like you'd be like, that's fake, right? So anyway, in the middle, <laughs> this guy, he just full sends this sneeze, this sneeze, like louder than my dad. Louder than anything I've ever heard. Like, it was a long one, too. He was like, ah Much louder than that. And then, like, the pastor, like, looks, he looks over. He, he looks over, and he just keeps coming. Because this guy sucks. He's trying to be an attentional where again, I don't know why everybody wanted attention this day. Maybe he was just doing it out of habit, you know, but personally, I know I, like if, like, you know, I have a t habit to like, to like, you know, say like, all right, you know, like when somebody like says something that I agree with, but I curbed that habit. Oh, here's the even better one. I have the habit of smoking cigarettes, but I'm not lighting it up in the church. Especially during baptism day. That'd be real no good. So, <laughs> but this guy is just like, you know, it's my habit. I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm, I am committing to this. This obscene sneeze that sounds like I got stabbed in my urethra. I'm committing to this. And I'm going to send it. And I don't care that it's baptism day. I don't care that these little kids are giving their lives to Jesus. It's go time for me. And I'm going to go. <laughs> and it was just great. It was just great. I've never had like two stacked on each other. Because these were in like 15 minutes of each other. You know, it was crazy. It was great. 
I loved it. My one of my favorite services ever because I wasn't able to stop laughing. So that was my Sunday. Um, a good day. And then I went shooting later. It's a real American day. It's a, oh, dude, it was even more American because I went, so I went to a Baptist church, a small Baptist church in the suburbs, and then I went to Cracker Barrel, and then I smoked a cigarette, and then I went go to go shooting. Guns. And it was fucking awesome, man. It was awesome. I shot my uh, Ruger NPR, which is an 18-inch barrel AR ventilated. It is mm, so sexy. And then I shot my 3030 Marlin, which I posted on the gram because it was so badass. It's a lever action. And 3030, if you don't know what that is, it's a, it's a slug. So I was just pumping them. And then just I felt like I was ripped from Yellowstone. Just like... Badass. So a good American day. Real good American day. Um, but yeah, that's been my life lately. Um, something I did want to talk about was um, I haven't been following politics at all because, again, I'm so busy. And um, so I, I have no real idea about what's going on with the whole Palestine and Ukraine or Palestine and Ukraine. <laughs> Unintentionally, the funniest thing I've said this whole podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> I meant Palestine and Israel. Um, they have beef with uh, Hamas, Hamas or whatever it's called, and uh, Hezbollah. I didn't know he was getting active. Um, I guess he got angry after Tyson treated him like a baby. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't really know the specifics of what's going on. I just know that it's a little weird. It's a little weird how um, a bunch of underfunded, um, undergunned, undermanned um, fighting forces have been able to infiltrate and um, infiltrate and evade the most sophisticated defense force in the world, like the Iron Dome. It almost sounds like it's an accident. It's like with 9-11, how the most sophisticated country in the world, with the best fighting force to ever exist, therefore the best national defense to ever exist, got um, attacked more proficiently than it did since Pearl Harbor um, by a group of ragtag bandit terrorists. It's almost like that shouldn't have happened. Now it did 
why. And we can get to that later. But right now, I want to talk about Palestine and Ukraine. I said it, dude, Palestine and Israel. <laughs> Palestine and Ukraine. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be really funny um, if that ended up happening somehow. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because like I'm a, I'm an anti-war guy. Okay. I don't like war. I hate war. I don't want war. No matter what it takes, I don't want war. I think it should be avoided at all costs. And I think, I think it's fairly, um, important and indicative of the intent behind it. To look at who's telling us to go to war. It's not the people fighting. That's what Fortunate Son was all about. By uh, Credence Clearwater Resolution or whatever. I don't, I don't think it's right, but <laughs> You know, like the song. Some folks born made a flag. That was good. Um, but, you know, like it's, a, it's about how rich people and their children don't have to go to the war, but it's all the poor people. And that's true. And so all the people who are agging on this war are the people who aren't even fighting in it, you know, um, which is real like, you know, it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like if, um, It's kind of like if, you know, a Satanist was telling you that you should get baptized. And then he sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> that came together full circle. Huh? <laughs> but, um, no, it, it's like, it's, it's crazy to me because like, it, I don't know how it became such a controversial take. And like a hateful take to say we just, you know, should probably try to avoid war. And we, as the U.S., we should probably have tried to avoid getting into wars. But I was talking with one of my friends about this recently, fairly recently. It was like a month ago. And um, I was explaining to him how um, we should have been out of Iraq and Afghanistan years ago. And we never should have gone. And how we can't go back. And um, mainly how if you're not anti-war, you are pro-war. There is no in-between. There's no in-between. Because guess what? They'll always, and, and you know, like I'll say this and he'll be like, yeah, but this one's different. There always will be an excuse and some moral, you know, propagandized incentive to go into a war. And it can be fairly sophisticated. And it can be fairly voracious. But still, it is an excuse to go to something bad, which is war. Right? So he was telling me, um, well, here's the reason why we went over there. To bring democracy and because we made promises and you know because of this. Here's the reason why we're in Ukraine, because, you know, Putin's a dictator, because Putin's authoritarian, and because of democracy. It's funny how it's always about democracy, you know? It's like, they don't have democracy. We need to go 
we need to go give them democracy. And it's like, it's like we're putting a gun in our mouth. We're like, you, you fucking take this democracy. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's so, uh, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy how, uh, what's the word oxymoronic it is, you know, like forced democracy. <laughs> forced democracy is like, uh, uh, like, um, libertarian communism <laughs> or like no, no no like a libertarian uh totalitarian state it's like it just doesn't that's not how it's supposed to go um but so i was talking to him about this and he was like yeah but yeah but and i'm like how many times are you gonna say but because you know history repeats itself right and so we look back at Vietnam and we look back at Korea and, you know, we look back at uh, the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan and pretty much universally, especially with the first two, we see them as a mistake. You know, we we're like, what the fuck were they thinking? But then we're getting in the same wars that are like likened in every single perspective. And we're just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. I don't, I don't know. And, um, but it's a problem with how people view history, right? Like it's the problem with how people view the villains of history. People view the villains of history and then instantly take the um, prejudiced preconceived notion that we're different from them. Yeah, but America's different. Yeah, but Biden's different. Yeah, but Trump's different. And you don't, if you stopped for a second and you instead looked at how similar we were, I'm just saying, it'd be a lot better. It'd be a lot better. Um, but, you know, we're doomed to repeat ourselves because we are cattle. Right. Um, so like, you know, with this Israel, Ukraine th or <laughs> what the fuck? I need, why am I still thinking about Ukraine? It's not even popular anymore. It's not even trending anymore. All the bitches that put it in their bios and on Instagram have taken it down. It's not popular anymore. I don't know why I'm thinking about it. Um, but the Israel Palestine thing. You know, like I, I have this controversial take of like, hey, how about we, um, one, don't get involved with the war that we shouldn't be involved in. And then number two, how about we reach some sort of peaceful resolution that doesn't involve going to war and killing a lot of innocent people um, in the quickest way possible? Because war... No good. And then when you say that to someone who's pro-Palestinian, they go like this. They go, But the Palestinians deserve that. They deserve that. And then when you say the same thing to someone who's you know, pro-Israel in this war, they'll be like, 
Yeah, but the Jews deserve that. Like Ben Shapiro. Um, and, you know, like, I, I don't know how, like, because when you say that, they're treating you like you're an animal-ravaged beast. Like you're the immoral savage. So it's funny how you're the immoral savage for being against literal savagery, which is war, right? (laughs) It's an oxymoron. Um, So, you know, like this is why I, I, I emphasize principles so much and why you have to just like have some things that you stick to and you don't veer away from. Um, and one of those for me is, you know, no war. I don't want war. I don't want it. War. Huh. Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. <clears throat> That's a song. I, I imagine it's called War. What is it good for? Or maybe just war. I don't know. But it's a good song. Good point, too. Um, hold on. There's a bug on the camera. fucking bugs um and no i'm not talking about palestine chill um but yeah you know you have to have principles you have to have principles that you don't um veer away from and one of those principles that i have is is freedom right because we all love to act like we love freedom in America. We do not love freedom in America. We do not. Because freedom ultimately means the sacrifice of security. Right? This is the promise of authoritarianism. Okay? Because like people are like, well, how could they let a dictator? How could they let Hitler? How could they let Stalin? How could they let uh, Julius? How could they let this happen? How would the people okay with that? How exactly how you're okay with it? Because they said, yeah, you know, we have this whole freedom thing, but like I'm scared. And you know, I like we have this whole freedom thing, but you know, then I have to like really like fight for what I get and I have to hunt what I or eat what I kill you know and that's not uh, um, that's not a mindset that many people actually take it's a mindset many people think they take many people think that they'd take the pitchforks up and go to the capital but we did and look what happened I'm not saying it's right I'm not saying it's right I'm just saying that many people don't like freedom as much as they say they do. Because, you know, freedom isn't inherently good. It's pragmatic, but it isn't inherently good. And, you know, that's because freedom is the freedom to do good and it's the freedom to do bad, right? <clears throat> it's the freedom to... um you know, obviously, like, you have to have some laws and regulations, but at a maxim, you know, it's the freedom to kill somebody and steal their property. It's the freedom to steal their money. It's the freedom to, um, 
act in any sort of malicious behavior. There is. You know, but there's that quote that I love. I love the quote. It's uh, Benjamin Franklin. And he says, any society or any civilization, I think, any civilization that sacrifices its freedom for security will end up with neither. So it's like, yeah, freedom can be rough. Freedom can be, um, at times, not um, benevolent. However, however, the transition to the fruits of authoritarianism, which is no freedom and maximum security and provisions, will always lead into a violent, criminal, totalitarian state. And that's my commercial. Um, because, you know, like, it, it's what we do in, with America, and it's the problem with liberalism and progressivism. is like, yeah, okay, you're trusting the government to do good. I get it. There might be some good people in there right now. Um, and so you're going to surrender all these civil rights you have, you know, right to bear arms, right to free speech, um, right to your body, right to private property. You're going to surrender all these things because you think they're better in the hands of the government and they're better protected by the hands of the government. But what happens when the government's not good? What happens when it's a bad boy? You know, especially in this, you know, so-called democracy where people rotate often, um, you know, you might have a really great congressman that you trust to take over your private property and you trust to take away your guns so that you're safer on the street. But then what happens when it's a bad boy congressman? What happens when it's, you know, um, what happens when your congressman is, uh, Harvey Dent, you're fucked. You're fucked. You can't do that. So, <clears throat> you know, that's the. It's it's like that great quote from Thomas Sowell. There are no solutions, only trade-offs. Think of the world as transactional, and there is never like gonna be a. You just get the the best thing for free. There will always be a price for it. And if it's the best thing, it's going to be the highest price. If it's the worst thing, it's going to be the lowest price. Right? And this is why, you know, people tell you to do hard shit. Uh, because you reap better fruits. It's just a law. You know, it's it's the the fundamental tenet of economics is uh, transactions and trade-offs, you know? Like, you can never... Like, the only thing that you can get um, that's, like, the best for no money is, like, the lottery, which one person wins a year and then goes uh, bankrupt after, like, 30 days because they just... It, it's some, like, you know, guy named Frankel who lives in a mobile home park, not because it's cute and trendy, but because he was born there because his brother and uh, his, his, his father 
um, had a kid with his sister and that's all he could go to. And so he got some job as like some dangerous, you know, uh, chemical plant worker. And he's, his life expectancy isn't long because, you know, number one, he's inbred, but number two, he's working at a dangerous chemical plant. But, you know, they'll take anybody they can get because they have to, because the risk is very high to die. And so he lives like a pretty sad life and he knows he's going to die probably, even though he's inbred, which most inbred people usually have a mental disease, but he apparently does it. He can see actually cognitive, um, cognitively functional. So he says, you know, I don't have long. I know that. I'm just going to buy lottery tickets every day for four years. And then one day on the third year, on the 36th day of the year, pretty early in the year, I mean, that's only February, he ends up winning the lottery. And boy, is Frankel happy. So he takes that money and he says, yeah, you know, this is a lot of money. I could do a lot of smart things with this. Like I could buy an apartment complex and get passive income. I could, um, you know, buy a nice, a nice ish house and then buy other rental properties. I could start a business. I couldn't, I could put that money into an investment fund, but instead Frankel says, you know, I'm in bread. <laughs> I'm in bread and I work at a Kimbo or I've worked at because hopefully he's not still working there. He might just because he likes the simple life and he's gotten used to it. He's made a lot of friends, but he probably doesn't just because now he doesn't have to. And um, so he ends up saying, I'm not going to live long because of those two things, chemicals and inbreeding. And so now I'm just going to blow it on hookers and, and blow. <laughs> And then they go bankrupt. Guarantee you that's that's happened a multitude of times. Um, but that's the only thing that you can get with no real uh, sacrifice, no price, right? Um, and when you think of things through that sort of you know economic lens. It goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You know, like you don't want to work out um, and working out's hard and getting in the same accidental shape that I'm in is hard. So the price you have to pay is higher, which means more than what most would pay, right? Um, and people don't realize that. They're always just like, well, how do I get the most without doing anything? <clears throat> You can't. You can't. At least not for long. Not for long. Um, so yeah, I don't know if we really... We're kind of running out of time. I don't know if we really solved the whole Israel-Palestine thing. But I have a hunch... I have a hunch that it's probably just not a good idea for either side to go to war. I have that hunch... Um, and I had the same hunch with Ukraine and Russia. I got it right that time. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> I think Russia should win. I think Russia should take over Ukraine. Well, I think that Ukraine should be its own sovereign state. In fact, I think Ukraine should take over Russia. And then there's me and I say, well, how many people do you think are going to die to get there? 
Uh, I don't know. Does it matter? I thought, I thought maybe I misunderstood something. Maybe I'm just a pussy because I don't love war. That could be it. That could be it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we're probably going to check out here. Hopefully I can record again soon. Um, but I need some support. I need some support. Um, comment, like, subscribe. Um, I'm doing comedy again, so, you know, this helps. Support, support, support it. I'm doing comedy. Let me tell you a joke real quick. What do you call a special ed math class? I'll wait. Limited edition. There you go. That's pretty funny, right? So, you know, bright future ad. Um, so, yeah, support this show anywhere you want to listen to anything. Anything except for Rumble. I'm getting there. I'll get to Rumble. I love you, Rumble. Um, as Jesse Lee Peterson says, you got to know how to Rumble. Um, but it's going to go on YouTube. The last one didn't go up because I'm busy. I had it posted, it was posting, and then um, it wasn't fully uploaded yet, and then I had to go to work, so I put my computer in the car, and then it disconnected, and it never did. It just said, mmm, done. Mmm, done. So, um, but I'll post this one on YouTube, promise, and the other one, probably. Um, go to the fitness page, Kairos underscore underscore them fitness okay kairos is spelled k-a-i-r-o-s if you're ever feeling down if you're ever feeling doubtful if you're ever feeling unmotivated check it you'll get going it'll be great um isaiah 6 8 And the Lord said, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. That's all, folks.